Welcome to more about officership, an open and honest discussion about officership in Australia. As we move towards one Australia territory, host Captain Matt Reed is joined by officers from across the country to discuss the challenges and rewards of being an officer today. Well, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. We, we are taking a little bit of a change uh, as of today, really. We, we're sort of going to refer to our podcast as the Leader and Officer Recruitment Podcast. We have been known as uh, Officer Recruitment for a while and before that candidates, but it's time that we, we make a shift. So there we go. We just did it. Um, I'm in WA, actually, in a camp sort of environment, I think it is, uh, with two uh, guests, and that is Ronald and Amy Stoby. So welcome to both of you. Thank, Thank you. you. Lieutenants, captains. Lieutenants. When are you captains? At the end of this year. Praise the Lord. Well, you made it. <clears throat> Many don't, so well done. <laughs> um, Amy, let's start with you. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you're from, the good stuff, the bad stuff, and all that other bit. All right. Well, I grew up um, as a salvo. Um, I, we started at the salvos when my mum wanted to dedicate me and the salvos was the closest church. So um, that's where it all began. Um, my parents were officers for a little while and um, then after that we kind of church hopped as a family um, but we always ended up back at the salvos mm. and really felt the salvos were our home. And pretty much since um, my late teens I've been a part of the salvos and doing ministry since I was 18, you doing youth work and all that stuff and then heading into officership. So um, married to Ronald and we have two kids, uh, a seven-year-old and a two-year-old. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that's lots of fun. Shall we pray? <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> definitely. Natalia? Yes, and Ezekiel. Ezekiel. Yeah, cool. Yep. All right. Yep, so they keep us busy and, yeah, I mean, doing ministry as a family really. Yeah. So it's good. Ronald, what about you? Yeah, so I uh, didn't grow up in a church home. Um, we had no faith content or anything. So, But when I was uh, probably about eight or nine, I had a friend invite me to a program called Sagala, which is Salvation Army Scouts. Um, and, yeah, so, so things sort of rolled on from there. So that's how I got connected with the Salvation Army and sort of stuck with it. Boys since. Legion. Yeah, yep. So At Werribee? At Werribee, yep. So yep. I'm a General's Legionnaire. Um, okay. Which sounds like a disease, but... Uh, <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, it's the highest the highest uh, badge or, or merit award that you can get within Sagala. So okay. That, so it can lead on to things like the Duke of Ember and, like, help with that kind of stuff. Okay. So, Can yeah. you tie knots and all that then? Yeah, I can. Good. And they don't come undone. <laughs> Unless I... Yeah, most of the time. So... Okay. Well, we, we heard it from Amy a bit about, I mean, obviously the family and stuff. Tell us a little bit about the call, Beldivis. Yeah, so Beldivis is a, a a wonderful place to be. We've been here now, this is our second year, um, and it's a, a, an extremely loving church, which is really cool. Um, I know not all churches are that way, but uh, this one is very loving and anyone who comes and connects, is they just love on them, mm. which is really cool. Um, we're, we're going through a bit of a transition at the moment where we're, we're leaving the big box church style model, the, the preaching and all that side of things um, to more of a missional community model. Okay. Um, so at the moment we're transitioning and we're we're basically teaching people how to 
read the Bible and discuss it with one another, um, which can be done with anyone. So that's how easy easy it is to share the word and share scriptures with one another. Okay. So what what, what brought that on the shift from like your language in like box church to missional community? Yeah, um, I think uh, so uh, Beldivis was planted um, in Port Kennedy, which is not far from here, uh, and it started out as a... Uh, a small group model church kind of thing, um, house church kind of thing. Uh, so they've always had that in their DNA. And when we speak to them and we hear their language and we hear what they enjoy about church and all that, it is all around community um, and that's what they're looking for. So while they've morphed to what we would almost see as standard church in the Western world um, with with the worship teams and the the preaching and the the uh, uh, formal way that most churches do it, there was always this cry out to what they once had. Um, and what, what they once had, it was a very good thing. Like, mm. so just doing life with one another. Um, and so it's what we saw Jesus doing in the Bible uh, where he would wander around and he would do life with people. And so we quite often refer to that saying, if it's mm. good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for us. <laughs> um, and so we, we say that quite Fair a lot. Fair enough. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it is, we still gather together and at this stage it's still on Sundays and mm. and we're not saying that we're closing a Sunday service or anything, mm. but um, just what we do is different. Doing it, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, and that's a bit, is it a risk? Um, it, it has a risk. Yeah. Um, I guess it depends on who you ask. So, <laughs> uh, in on a organisational, there's a risk that there's a potential that there's not going to be a Sunday service, which mm. sounds very different to mm. the way we do most things. Um, but I think more and more people coming around that, uh, and we're getting to a stage where we realise that church isn't Sunday program based. Yeah. Um, and that's a really good shift in. Mindset. Uh, yeah, and yeah, mindset good. and thinking. Yeah. So I'm in Perth because last night we had uh, a Come Alive event, which is a leader and officer recruitment sort of night. And, Amy, you were one of the presenters at that. Um, bless you. Um, why are you an officer? Because God called me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's the standard answer Next. that you're looking for? <laughs> no, that's not what I'm looking for at all. <laughs> Um, well, I didn't want to be an officer when I was an officer's kid for that short time. Yeah. Um, everyone's like, are you going to follow your mum and dad and be an officer? And I Family like, business I'm like, sort yeah. of thing. And I'm like, no, nah, not doing that. I'm mm. um, staying away as far as possible. Um, but God kind of got the better of me, I guess. And mm. um, I, I had a plan throughout my high school years that I was going to finish school and I was going to become a forensic scientist and I was going to have a career. Mm. I was going to find a husband, have kids. That, But that was all going to happen later on in my 30s. Um, but I did a year of uni and I didn't like it. As for in, in doing forensics? Yep. Yeah, right. Um, okay. I didn't like it. So I had a year off and I ended up getting talked in by Ronald's brother Aaron to do a subject at the college and nice. I actually really enjoyed the subject. It was Old Testament, so... I don't know. It's generally a pretty dull sort of dry sort yeah. of topic. Yes. But um, I actually really, really enjoyed it. Um, so that kind of started feeding that hunger of wanting to do more mm-hmm. in the Bible and in ministry. So then I think the next year I did a gap year at the college. For was the that the Marked yeah. Foundation? That the college, was it the college used to run or 
Richard Parker. Yeah. Used to. There was, it was run by a few different people. Okay. <laughs> I don't, I think it, was, it started from Eastern Vic and then Melbourne Central had a turn and, but we were the first ones. Okay. In there. So, well, I was the one in the first group. So in that, you, when did you sort of think, actually, this, this might be my I never really thought officership. I just thought ministry. Ministry. Full-time ministry of whether yeah. that was youth or children or doing something yeah. in that area. But I never had the concept that it would be officership until later on. And um, I was actually at commissioning one year and they did one of those big calls. Oh, Yeah. Where they like, come on, everyone, officers yeah. and all that, and um, I just come felt, one, come all. Yeah, I felt like I should go down the front, but I was like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. I don't want to. No, you know what people say. I don't want to be one of those people. Yeah, I'm not going down the front. <laughs> and then I thought this is in the morning session, so I'm like, I think it was the connections 07 or something. The, oh yeah, that big yeah. thing. And so it was super, you know, pressure mm-hmm. to go down the front. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. And in the first session, um, they did that, and then we had lunch, and I said to God. If I run into Money Turner, I'll get an information pack. But that's I'm done as far, for. That's as oh, far yeah. as I'm going. I'm yeah. not doing anything else. Mm-hmm. But only if I see her. Anyway, <laughs> I got like 10 metres away back from from lunch to my seat and she was like just near my seat. And I was like, oh. And I just kind of tapped her on the shoulder and said, can I have one of those packs? And she's like, no, I'm going to pray for you first. And I'm like, <laughs> It's no. for a friend. It's not. For, it's for a friend. I'm like, I just wanted to have the look. I don't want to actually commit to anything. And that's when I was like, okay, I guess that's the start of it. And then, but then I said, I'm not going to do it till I'm married. And then within 12 months, I'd met Ronald, and uh, we started talking about it. So, okay, <laughs> yeah. What, Ronald, what's your? How how did you get to this point? Yeah, well, this is Zach point. I got here by a plane to WA from <laughs> Melbourne, um, but. Uh, no, uh, so I never, like Amy, never wanted to be an officer. Had uh, I knew that God had called me, but I would suppress that and hide that and not acknowledge that. Um, it seemed like too much, like hard work to, to be an officer. So I wasn't mm. wasn't something. I was happy doing my IT stuff, and I wanted to go down that path. And ah, yeah, IT so, man. Yeah, so I was very happy with that. Um, and then, like Amy said, uh, we started dating and then when things got a little bit more serious, um, we started talking about marriage uh, and she said, she just came out to me and says, oh, well, I'm called to be an officer and if you're not, well, we can't get married. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, so that sort of led into the conversation saying, <laughs> well, yes, I am called but I just don't want to do it. Great, so. good conversation. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's. it wasn't really it wasn't really a question. It was more of a. By the way, if we if we don't do this, we're not doing this. Yeah, and a partridge and a pear tree. You know, like <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Okay, and so you never felt that felt up until called. that point, or oh no, I felt called, yeah. but I didn't want to do it. So, okay, um, to full time, like to ministry or to officership, and I know uh, yeah, I'm making to, a big distinction between the two, but yep, to the same as same. So yeah, okay. I felt, uh, I felt. God very clearly called me to officership um, and that was confirmed in by other people. That was, yeah, it was confirmed yeah. in multiple ways but I just didn't want to do it. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay. I, I was more interested in doing what I wanted to do mm. um, is what it came down to. So, Which was yeah. IT. Yeah. Which so you're working in IT? I was, yeah. Mm. That makes sense because we were talking about some other stuff before that I had no idea what you were talking about <laughs> and now that all makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, so... You get married, you go to college, but before you went to college, you you served at a core, at your home core. Yeah. 
Yeah, we were envoys for two years. How did that come about? So we got married and then we were wanting to go pretty much straight to college and um, I can't remember if, if Sandra Maunder was the candidate's person that we approached, she was. Um, but, yeah, she was the one that said, oh, I think it's a bit early because this was only a few months after, you know, getting married. Um, we'd like you to wait a bit. And we're like, oh, no, we really need to do something next year. We feel that this is something we have to push through. Um, so then she came back with us about being envoys. Um, so that was where that's all started and mm. it was a way for, because Ronald was really concerned about the academic side of college um, and I was probably a bit more concerned about the upfront stuff and being out doing things in front of people. So it gave us opportunity for Ronald because we were so close to the college to get some of those subjects under his belt before yeah. going um, but also for me to gain confidence in the out the front preaching and all that before heading in. But when you say the assignment, like, you don't think in the terms of the academic stuff wasn't your yes, sort of I'm go? Not a, I'm not a strong academic. I'm, I'm dyslexic and have those things. So they're not an excuse um, and uh, but it's just a reality. It's a, a bigger struggle. So mm. if I didn't have to do um, tertiary studies or, or more tertiary studies, mm. uh, that that would be good. Um, mm. So that was a big sticking point. I'm very... I'm okay with talking in front of people and, and stuff like that. So the upfront stuff's fine. Um, but, yeah, it was the assignments and working through that. And the what, college were great with that. Yeah. They really supported me through that. What did you learn about yourselves in college? You know, they often talk about, you know, it's it's formative, you know, spiritual formation and personal formation. And But what did, what did you learn about yourselves? What did, was there any sort of revelation while you are in there thinking, actually, God, you, you're doing a work well, in I me in this area? Well, I had a revelation in um, how my prayer life because at Wyndham I can't even I can't even think of the type of you know the more pe- penty prayer like where you know I can't even think of the right word what? charismatic charismatic that's the word <laughs> I have no idea what I'm talking about um, everybody knew what you meant when you said penty <laughs> anyway um you know the you know prayer praying really loud with beautiful language and yeah. um prophecies and all that and I couldn't find myself fitting into that very well. Um, I tried, but it was never really felt me. Yeah. Um, so in college I got to do the contemplative tradition um, retreat and prayer and all that, mm-hmm. and I found that that's where I actually feel energised in prayer, um, that okay. although I can I can do all the other stuff um, and be a part of that, it's actually not what, that's not the type of prayer that really energises me and okay. um, works well. For me. So when I came home from that retreat, I said to Ronald, oh, I'm not like you. I pray differently. I, I'm more <laughs> contemplative. And he's like, yeah, I know that. And I'm like, well, you know, we've been married four years now. You could have told me a bit earlier, but, <laughs> you know. Um, so are you saying, was, uh, I might have misheard you, but are you saying you were trying to be something that to, you Yeah, I was trying to fit naturally. into like yeah. that type of prayer style, mm. which isn't naturally me and um, yeah. I do enjoy the contemplative side more. So, okay. um, yeah, that was probably my biggest revelation in, in my prayer life at college. So, what, what about you, Ronald? What did you learn about yourself? Yeah, um, about myself at college. Um, well, I learned that I could do more than what I thought I could in the academic side. Um, so that was, that was really good. But I think I learned that um, ministry just continues on with life. So it isn't... I, and I know that, that there's been always been a lot of pushes for for going to college and a lot of pushes for officers and all that. And while the Salvation Army needs leaders and they need officers and all that, we need to remember that 
that ministry is life. Um, and we need to do life continually. We don't stop it for something and then start at a later point. Uh, it's a, it's actually a lifestyle. We, mm. we choose to, to go into that lifestyle of ministry or we choose to do it as a job. Um, the, the fear is when we do it as a job, then it's, it's not as effective. God can still work through that and God, God does what God does, but um, it's not as effective as if it was our life. Yeah. Okay. When I... When I came in here, as I was snooping around, I saw on your wall it says, whatever you're thinking, think bigger. Yeah. <laughs> Is that you? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So it's I, I'm a fairly big visionary. So I'm a big picture person. I, I deal with that kind of stuff. I look at what can be. Uh, and might have a couple of steps, but Amy really fills in the steps on how to get there. But I'm more of the yeah. Is if it's if it's not big enough for you to think, then it's not big enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Amy, not trying to typecast, but are you the person that says, Ronald, have you thought about this, 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 this? I just say and no. This. <laughs> Generally, he has this idea, and I'm, I'm not like, doing it. I uh, don't know if that's going to work. That's generally my response if it's something that, um, okay. yeah. yeah. I, if if he, you know, explains it and I can kind of see sort of what he's trying to say, I might explore it a little bit. But, yeah, it uh, depends on what it is. Like I guess he doesn't have too many bad ideas but, um, <laughs> yeah. Just making them happen. Yeah. Most of the time the big ideas are, require lots of money and resources and that's when I'm like, oh, no, that's not going to work unless you figure out how to solve this, this and this. Mm, okay. So, In your ministry, um, and keeping in mind we, people who listen to this are generally exploring ministry, you, when you think about your pathway from the core to uh, territorial envoys to cadets to now core officers, what... What would you say to people who are in that space of trying to ex- find the right pathway for them? Because obviously you're both very different and unique, but it works. Hmm. You sort of came at it from different angles. What would you say as leaders in the Salvation Army, what would you say to people who are on that same journey? Maybe the, you were on 10 years ago. Um, probably just take a step of faith and give it a go. Like give something if you're... Like, well, back when I started, I was getting more involved in the youth ministry. So I became a youth leader and that kind of gave me an idea of or feeding what I was, you know, I knew that I was going heading down the right direction and then just keep taking that steps towards, you know, finding new ways, I guess. Mm. That's how it all started was for me, um, just exploring ministry in a more um, commitment, I guess, giving more commitment to something um, which required more from me. As well, yeah. um, so. Okay. How about you, Mark? Yeah, I'm similar in the sense that I think that, uh, so like back in the Bible times and beyond, that if people were being trained by their rabbi, they would just be constantly following them. Uh, and I think that's something that you should do if you're interested in in leadership, if you're interested in um, officership or or whatever. You need to just get alongside people and follow mm. them. Find the not only jump on board when it's the good times, but when it's the bad times as well. So I think you need to get a realistic idea of 
of what it is. And most most leaders, most good leaders will let people come alongside them and let them follow and, and share in them and mentor them. And that's the other thing. Like you need to have a good mentor, I think, as well, a good coach, mentor, whatever you want to call them, um, someone that's going to keep you accountable, that's going to push you forward so you just don't flounder around. Yeah, uh, prodder. Yeah. One of the conversations I had last night was about the same, saying the same sort of thing. If you are interested in taking that step forward into ministry or full-time stuff, you just follow your core officers around, mm. get into the leadership meetings if you're able to and um, sit down while they're doing the finances, the real stuff, not just all the people stuff, but the stuff that, you know, takes up a lot of time as well. Get soak up as much as you can mm. before you know, heading down the pathway of college or wherever it is and just to make sure that it's really what, you know, you're looking for, mm. I guess. If you could change one thing about the Salvation Army, what would it be, Ronald? Yeah. Um, I think we need to uh, probably be more open to more adventurous ideas kind of thing. So uh, Along the lines of if you're... Thinking bigger, yep. yeah. So they need to be... Uh, the risks need to be calculated and so it's not just everyone jumping around doing whatever they want because that just won't work, it's not possible. But um, uh, through my experience anyway, uh, in our current time that we've had, um, there hasn't been a huge willingness to look at new ideas um, that don't fit within within the box that's already set. So if it's something that's already been done and, and all that, yeah, that's great. Um, but if it's something that is different... Uh, it, there's a little bit more fear, I think, around that. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we need to probably branch out a bit more mm. and think a bit bigger. Yeah. What about you, Amy? What would you change? Probably a similar thing about stepping out in faith as a Salvation Army when it comes to ideas and and although it might not, it might be a risk financially or mm. however, um, just having that, if it's, if you if it's strongly felt that it's of God, taking that step of faith and just going with it and seeing, because God will provide whatever we need, no matter what. So if it's of Him, then we don't really need to worry about the finances or the the other stuff around it. So I think that yeah, as a Salvation Army, we need to be willing to take that step of faith into new new areas and and be willing to do that, trusting that God will provide anything that we need mm. to do that. At a practical level, you've got a young family. You're fairly young, aren't you? You look young anyway. Um, still in my twenties. <laughs> still, <laughs> what? How does that all work for you? Young kids, full time ministry, running a core. You're sort of a bit transient. Like you don't have a church building at the moment. Mm-hmm. Lots of moving about. How do you manage family life? against ministry life? Because I think some people worry that one has to give way to another, but how do, how do you guys manage that? Well, I think for us we've never had an issue with the flexibility of being an officer and being parents. Um, we've been able to make it work around us. So one of us, if it's an important meeting, one of us will take the kids if they're not at school or childcare mm. or, um, you know, it's just about one of us being available to do whatever. But... Um, if we need to, we take the kids as well with us. Um, Natalia loves being a part of whatever we do, um, especially if it's the fun stuff, <laughs> um, which, you know, like we would do Christmas cheer at um, our previous appointment and she'd be in there doing all the, sorting all the toys out and 
eyeing off what she wanted and mm. hoping that she might get a chance <laughs> of getting something out of it afterwards. But, you know, she really enjoyed the people stuff as well, like and talking to people and and that um, and Ezekiel's the same. He, he runs mainly music. He doesn't realise it's actually us that runs it, but he he thinks he runs it and mm-hmm. welcomes at the door and it's just about making them a part of who we... Including them in what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. And they really enjoy it and the people love it as well if you've got... So, so you've got one at school and one at home yep. still? Yep. So two and seven. So, yeah, so very different stages, but um, you just make it work. I Like we've never had any issues with being... Um, parents and doing officership, Mm. one of the highlights or one of the most important things that struck out when we first became envoys and Natalia had just been born um, was Karen Wrigley was DC, although Wrigley's were at the DCs at the time and she took me... in Melbourne Central, yeah. Yep, she took me aside and said that if anyone has any expectations on you um, when it comes to officership and ministry and you can't fulfil them because you're a mum, then, you know... you know, if don't feel pressure to to give in to those expectations. Mm. Um, don't let them guilt you into doing something just because you yeah. should. Um, you're always a mum first and this time is only for a small time of your life, mm. especially when they're young. So there'll be times when you can be more available but remember that you're a mum first. And um, I think now that, yeah, she's quite high up, I think that's pretty important that, you know, something that I've taken and that's what I've shared with other mums mm. who are coming through. Yeah, it's good. Um, today I take I took that to heart and I've, yeah, worked with that. Passed it on. Yep. Good. What about you, Ronald? Yeah, I think um, uh, quite often we will separate family and ministry and like I said before, it's about doing life with people and that's what ministry should be. So I look at that and go, we've always seen it that um, the kids are part of our calling. They're part of our ministry. Uh, and so they're not actually an addition. They're not a separate thing. They're actually part of that. So I think for us, we've been able to manage fairly well around that. And yeah, there's times that things have to give and um, you have to do other things. So uh, whether it's putting them in, in care or, or something like that, uh, when you can't get out of something or you have to both be at something and the kids can't go. But overall, it's it is about doing life together, doing life as a family, doing ministry as a family. Um, and because of our kids, there's so many doors that have opened up that we wouldn't have had open because yeah. uh, if they weren't there. So yeah, so it is part of that. So we either leave them in care or leave them in the car. That's what <laughs> I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've we've talked about the core. We've talked about you know family stuff. What about yourself? What do you do for kicks when you your day off, downtime? You do stuff yeah. for fun. Well, I like Netflix. Is my you know just binge, oh yes yeah binge watching oh yes series on Netflix. What are you watching at the moment? We actually just finished Grim, so now we've got a we're not, Grim. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was more of a Ronald show, but I okay. enjoyed a bit of it too. So <laughs> went along for the ride. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's we've just finished that, but we can't start a new series together yet because he's going away in October, and if we don't finish it, oh, yeah. it'll be too long to wait between. So yeah, where are you going in October? So I'm going, being seconded to. Territorial Headquarters, National Headquarters, whatever they're calling it now, um, for the Officer Transitional Support Team. Um, oh. So I'm over there helping, 
yeah, with the transition of Australia One. Nice. So doing okay. whatever they want me to do. Hanging about. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. All right. Final question. Your In terms of your own spirituality, how do you, I mean, you live that out through ministry, but what are some of the things that you put in place to ensure that is a priority um, and, a, and a growth area for you? And I know, and the reason I ask that is I've met a lot of officers who are, who are good officers, um, who something, that whole sort of notion that something's got to give and that's usually the thing, it's sometimes, not always, that they will say, actually, it's just hard to maintain my own spiritual development and, and my spiritual life. How do you guys go about that? Yep. So for me, um, I think prayer is a important aspect of that and uh, I think it's the foundation and needs to be the foundation. Um, my understanding on prayer is that it's not me talking to God. Um, mm. but it is a conversation. Uh, I always know that if my prayer life is lacking uh, because God wakes me up in the middle of the night to tell me that. So yeah. um, if I get, I'm very much naturally a doer and I fight against that to be more of a beer. But uh, if if I get too busy and that lacks, God will remind me of that. <clears throat> uh, God will wake me up and say, no, you need to refocus and uh, re, yeah, just check in, say where you are. Mm. And uh, after all, for me, my most important thing is, first of all, it's my relationship with God, then relationship with family, relationship with church and ministry. So and that's the the order that, that I put it in for myself. Mm. Um, and if if the, the top tier, that relationship with God fails, the other two will fail as well. But you, Amy? Um, I guess um, most people would have that time set aside and that's mm. something I really struggle to fit in and so that's something, one of my goals this coming months or so. Um, we've just had our fifth year review, so I've set goals and stuff. Um, so my, my goal at the moment is to make that time work and we've just reorganised our work week with childcare and all that so that mm. should ha- um, help. But um, other than having that set time, I pray throughout the day so whenever po- anything pops up. Yeah. You know, I just have that, you know, conversation going with God. Um, I have no idea. I think it was some guy that he would pray constantly, have that conversation. I think he was um, while he was peeling potatoes and that's how he just sat and I have no idea where the story's coming from. But, mm-hmm. um, I, you know. I'm thinking about hot chips now. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea where it's from but someone told me about this guy that seemed really important and he just, he didn't, you know, he had that open conversation the whole time. Through Brother the Lawrence. That's it. Yes, go. he had like the whole conversation, you know, throughout the day. It didn't matter what he was yeah. doing. It was part of who he, what he did, you know, throughout the day. So that's probably something I hang on to more yeah. um, rather than having that sit down quiet time all the time, um, which is what I really enjoy but needing to find time to do that. Okay. Thanks very much for chatting. It's, Thank um, you. Yeah, it's good to, to hear stories. And oh, one thing I didn't ask is that your... You're from Melbourne and you've been in the West for yep. five yep. years. How, how does that work with well, family and...? All our family is over east. Yeah. Um, so we've just made our own family over here. Okay, like, fair enough. <laughs> not, not that we're forgetting. <laughs> Build your own. Um, but we've been really blessed to be able to have people come alongside us and become mm. family. Yeah. Um, so we haven't had anyone over yet for Christmas or those sort of gatherings yet. Um, so we've found people that we can spend those sort of special days with yeah. and um, mum comes over quite a bit and 
yeah, they, they do fly over fair often. Yeah. We we always end up in Melbourne once a year for a conference or something, so we can always take on holidays um, to that. So um, we haven't had any issues yet, but it's I guess still relatively early in that yeah. journey. Um, yeah. But yeah, we made it work, and we really like the adventure um, of coming. I think the other thing to it as well, we came into officership, officership knowing that we could be sent anywhere. So I think you need to be aware of that, that that's the reality. Um, not get upset because you get put somewhere you don't want to be put because it's away from family and all that. But you need to realise that that's one of the commitments that you make if you go in the officership, officership path. So, um, yeah, so I think we were quite open and we could really, yeah, be fine with that transition. Same with technology now, it's quite easy. That is true. That is true. All right, thanks, guys, for your time. If you want to register for one of the Come Alive events, you can go to salvos.org.au forward slash come alive, register for one of the events just to explore ministry and leadership within the Salvation Army, or you can go to our Facebook page, which is uh, the Salvation Army Australia-Candidates and all the events and links to uh, other podcasts and all that stuff is there. Thanks very much for your company. We look forward to catching up with you next time. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for more about Officership. You can join the conversation at facebook.com forward slash SA Candidates Australia. If you want to explore Officership further, please speak to your local core officer or candidate secretary. The Salvation Army needs more leaders. Is God asking for more of you?